When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. We're having a good morning. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, but it's a Fitz and Harry takeover of KJ and M. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. It continues the theme yesterday. We took over first take, uh, and now we are taking over the morning show for the day. Uh, you guys hanging out with us on ESPN Radio, on ESPN2, on Sirius XM Channel Lady, presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, and I'm just going to say, look, we're going to get to right to the NBA. Let the people know. Let but i got to let know. you know. Like, if you've listened to Fitz and Harry, one thing we do on Fridays is love Fridays. So I'm just letting you know, if you're if you're in bed and you're just sort of just now waking up, starting your good Friday, uh-huh. we're going to be starting. Starting the Friday right, like the the music today will set a certain mood. Uh, that's all. But, about. but, but I gotta say this. Oh, okay. Now I understand some of y'all might still be in the bed. Mm. Don't don't blow your morning breath on your partner. Mm. Go in there, throw some mouthwash in your mouth first, brush your teeth, then you go back in there and pro- proceed to your partner. Well, that's it's a love Friday. We call it love Friday for a reason. What if I like? What if I get one of those little like. Things that I can put over on the like the uh, the little nightstand, a little breast spray or something like well, Thursday you know, night. Some people's breath still be so hot that that, that don't even work. Okay, brush, brush, baby. I'm just imagining <laughs> Harry Douglas just sets out like you know a little toothbrush, a little like tray on the nightstand the night before because he doesn't want to have to get all the way out of the. Uh, we're gonna be that's the, that's the way this morning is gonna go. We're gonna be setting some kind of mood. Uh, they were setting the mood last night. The NBA, Harry, uh, in the form of a huge matchup. We thought we would get between the Suns and the Nuggets. Now, we got a great game, but we didn't necessarily get a huge matchup. The Suns get a win in a close basketball game that was entertaining, but the Suns were taking on a shell of the Nuggets, which is part of the story here. Can they get the four-point win, but the Nuggets didn't play their stars? Yeah, I thought that was big for me. I don't know what, what was the logic behind it for Mike Malone, because on Tuesday, April 4th, he called his team out for being soft, not performing at a high level against the Houston Rockets. Okay, so a few days later, you're going against the Phoenix Suns, who a lot of people are picking to come out of the West, even though you are the number one seed. So an opportunity for your guys that you called out to respond to what you said. But you sit them? That that blew my mind. I I didn't understand the logic behind it, especially, you know, you look at this team the last 15 games, they're six and nine, right, In, in the last 15, with losses to the Bulls, Spurs, Nets, Raptors, Pelicans, Rockets. You would think against, you know, the Phoenix Suns and Kevin Durant, who are going to play all of those guys at Monty Williams, that you wanted your, your starters to go out there and show you something different from what you've been seeing the last 15 games. But that wasn't the case for Mike Malone. Think about his quote after the Rockets loss. If that's how we're going to play, we'll be out in the first round. When we don't do our jobs, there's accountability. And I speak the truth. I just called our team soft. I dared uh, someone to challenge me. No one did because we as a group were soft tonight. I'm not saying we're soft, but tonight we were. Then go back earlier this year. Right now we're just in chill mode, and you can't be in chill mode with 13 games to go in the season. we got to try to find a way to get our swagger back. Maybe we've gotten a little soft with success. It's when you stack those things together that I think it becomes a little eye-opening, right? Yeah. Uh, there's no question that Denver has played well enough this year to get the respect that they deserve as the top overall seed. 
But to two points, one, they're sort of limping into the playoffs. And two, as we talked about yesterday on first take, part of the reason the MVP conversation has been opened up is because Jokic hasn't played the best as he's come back from injury. So to me, there's this concept of the difference between, you know, going into the playoffs and going into the playoffs with the right rhythm. I don't care the sport. This is why at the end of the NFL season every year we have some conversation about rest and, you know, do you play your guys in a meaningless game? Last night wasn't a meaningless game because Denver is still trying to sort of assert who they are going into it. I would have understood even a minutes management more than simply a sit, especially considering the extra factor of the fact that they don't play tonight. They play tomorrow against Utah. Utah's a bad basketball team. But that's the perfect time to sit your guys. If you want to sit your guys, sit them against Utah, right, on Saturday. Don't sit them against, you know, Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Suns with Devin Booker and Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton and all those guys are playing. Like, why, why would you sit them in, uh, last night on, on Thursday when you can sit those guys on Saturday? Plus, also, remember I said on first take yesterday when we were talking about Jokic in the MVP race. I thought, you know, they had a game against the Suns and they also have a game against the Sacramento Kings late to finish the season off. I thought that was two games where Jokic could, you know, possibly make a case that he can be the three-time MVP award winner. Well, when you sit out a game like last night, I think you can go ahead and cross that off the list. Well, that's that's a really good point. And then you look on the other side with Phoenix and the way they played. I do want to give Phoenix a little bit of love here. Again, they were not playing the best of the best from the Nuggets, but the word that continually comes to my mind when we talk about Phoenix right now is efficiency. Like the fact that Oof. KD put up, uh, I mean, he was in for 41 minutes. He put up 29 points, but... He did it uh, efficiently. Aiton uh, was 7-9 and nine from the field, right? Got 16 efficiently. Chris Paul uh, was doing something he doesn't do as often last night with catch-and-shoot threes. Uh, five catch-and-shoot threes off the dribble last night. Like You're just talking about a team that's figuring out uh, something that we talked about when they, were, when they acquired KD, was that it gives you the opportunity for everybody else to be more efficient in what they do. So it feels like the Suns not only have rhythm, the Suns have an understanding right now of how to be effective and explosive as a basketball team in the most efficient way possible. That's part of why I think so many people, myself and yourself included, feel like the Suns are primed to go on a deep run in this playoff. And you mentioned Kevin Durant in his minutes, right? That's the third time this season where he's played 40 minutes or more. So, you know, you're looking at a guy like Monty Williams and saying, you know what, we need our guy, because he's probably not going to play tonight against the Lakers, right? 40 minutes last night, a back-to-back game against the Lakers. It also shows you the mindset of the Phoenix Suns. Hey, we don't give a damn who we play. Bring it on. We got Kevin Durant, the best scorer uh, in this game, that, or, or this game has probably seen, uh, especially with the size that he is. But this team is 8-0 with Kevin Durant, and that means something, right? And was the game close last night? Yes, it was. But you're going to have games like that. It's the NBA. You have 82 of them. You're not going to win all the games by a landslide, even when you have efficient players on your roster. But Kevin Durant, 29.7 rebounds, 4 assists, 12 points in the fourth quarter. When you have a guy like Kevin Durant that you can say, you know what, we're going to get this rock to, and we're going to let him rock out. That's what he did last night in the fourth quarter, and he has done that throughout his entire career. Chris Paul, seven three-pointers last night. And then you look at DeAndre Ayton, you talk about the efficiency, seven for nine, 16 points. I really like what the Phoenix Suns are right now, even with the, the, the four-point win last night against the Denver Nuggets who didn't play their starters. It's something to be said to be undefeated when you trade it for a guy and that guy is making a difference on your team. Well, and look at KD's numbers overall. By the way, he's, uh, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. It's a Fitz and Harry takeover of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. Look at KD this year. He's 34-13 and 13 this year. If you factor in all the teams he's played for, he's 34-13. and 13. 
you start talking about just the way he's playing, and I know that there's been, you know, there's so much con- controversy, and we live in yeah. a world where we sell controversy as a huge part of the, the talking point of the NBA. So anytime we can have a big soap opera around the Nets, it becomes a meaningful conversation. Then he comes to the Suns, and it becomes, you know, can he win a championship? Well, right now, the most important thing in, in my mind is, is he winning on the court? 34 and 13 shows what he's doing on the court. Well, th- th- but that's why, like, when a lot of people say that, you know, Kevin Durant, when he say he doesn't care about legacy, they think he's lying. I don't think he's lying at all. All Kevin Durant gives a damn about is playing basketball and going out there and being efficient, winning, uh, putting his teammates in a great position to be successful. That's all Kevin Durant cares about, right? He's, he's been a two-time finals MVP. He's won MVP of the, uh, of the NBA. You know, he, he, he told his mama, you, you're the real MVP, right? Long as Kevin Durant's happy and mama's ha- mama, mama D is happy, nothing else matters to him but, but the game of basketball. And I believe him 100%. Well, and, and I think about the way they've constructed this roster, and it's kind of funny to me because a lot of the conversation why why the Lakers aren't good enough has to do with roster construction. A lot of the conversation on why the Mavs aren't good enough is roster construction. You can't just add a bunch of stars and have it always work. I keep looking back at what we saw last night, and what we saw last night was exactly what we've talked about from the outset, that this is a Phoenix Suns team that, with KD, now has the opportunity to beat you so many different ways because Booker is Booker, but also because DeAndre Ayton can be who DeAndre Ayton was two years ago in a run to the finals because this team is capable, in my mind, of beating you stylistically in a lot of different ways. So even though, again, it was a closer game last night than I think it, it could have or should have been against you know the, ba- the, the, the bench warmers, essentially, uh, for the Nuggets, it's still a win. Speaking of that, by the way, KD at his press conference talked about the fact that he was a little, little surprised at how tight this game was. Obviously, without their plan, them playing their starting five, you know, uh, and we wanted to try to get something out of it. It was um, we weren't expecting to be in a fourth quarter game, but I'm glad we was able to get some fourth quarter minutes and get some reps up. Um, but you didn't know who they were going to play before the game. I guess that was confusing. So, I mean, obviously, it speaks to what we talked about already that. You know, I'm a little surprised the Nuggets sat, sat their starters. I think I'm overly surprised. Like, it, it really threw me for a loop fix because I'm sitting sitting in the band and I'm watching the, get the game before that on TNT, right? And I'm like, damn, I can't wait for this, you know, this Phoenix Suns and, and Denver Nuggets matchup. I'm going to see what Yoke is going to do. Let me see what Kevin Durant's going to do tonight along with Devin Booker. And then I'm looking at the starting five and I'm, I'm, I'm hearing the announcers talk about the starting five for the, for, for the Nuggets and, I, and I'm confused. And I'm confused because I know Mike Malone had just, just called his team out on Tuesday. So it was a perfect opportunity for, I think, for those guys to respond to what he was saying on Tuesday that I, that I thought they let slip in the cracks. Yeah, well, in an opportunity, iron sharpens iron. I know that's cliche and cheesy, but I, it's I, real, feel, I feel like it's real for, for, you know, for Jokic. This was an opportunity to go out and really knock more of whatever this thing is that's been on him since he came back from the injury to really show who he can beat through this run. So uh, disappointed that that's the decision that the Nuggets made. Let's see how it plays for them moving forward. All, all I got out of them not playing their starters last night was less confidence in Denver. And in the meantime, I still have more and more confidence every time Phoenix is on the floor. They're just figuring it out. We're figuring out how to hang out with you early in the morning. Again, it's a Fitz and Harry takeover. Got a huge show for you today. Angel Reese, the national champion, will be with us at 8 o'clock this morning. Also, Jalen Brown, superstar, going to be here at 9 a.m. So, you know, even though Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max are off, man, they're bringing in 
bringing in the stars to hang out with the stars, buddy. I'm bringing in the stars to hang out with these two stars. I mean, I'm just saying you know? this, this show has a lot of star power and is better looking than ever this morning. I'm just speaking truth. You can hang out with us on ESPN2 also. Okay, I said something yesterday on First Take about the Lakers that has absolutely destroyed my mentions. What? And I was right. I'll tell you about it next. Uh, <laughs> so it's a fits and takeover of Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Fitz and Harry takeover. Jason Fitz, Harry Douglas. Love Fridays, ladies and gentlemen. Told you we're setting the mood on Fridays. We do this every day, every week on Fitz and Harry, which you can usually listen to from noon to three. But today, <laughs> setting the mood early. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry, just going to have an honest moment here, buddy. Talk to me. As we were coming back, you gave Yates, that's doing a great job putting up the uh, playlist today for the love making. You gave Yates a command. You said Yates, and then you said something. What'd you say? I said, Yates, we need you now. You got to come in with that funk funk. And I don't even know why I said it, because Yates is always on point when it comes to the music. I te- Yates, what time did I text but, but, you this morning? At like 4... four 4.30 or 4 a.m.? Yeah, before my alarm went off, I said, oh, I text Harry Yates, mean business today, dog. I text dog. Yates at 4 a.m. I said, Yates, it's Love Friday. We do Love Fridays on uh, Fitz and Harry. Yates said, say no more. So I should have known from right then. I didn't even have to say what I just said in the last but, break. But what is that phrase again that you said? That funk funk. So, Yates, if I ever say to you, man, man, you better bring that funk funk. Like, got, if, you say, if you say it twice, it's going to get done. Once, it's like, uh, you don't really mean it. Pat's out on me saying, funk, funk. Hey, guys, uh, I'm really going to need you to be bringing the funk, Ew. funk. That, that's, no? I, See, this, this, one, one of the things that has happened since we partnered happened. together mm-hmm. for Fitz and Harry, tell him, you are way more cultured no, now. Yeah, it's, it's all before. about the culture. It's all about the culture. Uh, like, I mean, he invited the cookouts. 
Tell them about the like the the the, the kind of drinks that you like. You know what I mean? We we say colors, we don't say flavors. Oh yeah, see that this is this is a, a long standing. The, the number <laughs> of times that I've tried, I've had, I've learned now. It's like it's I want red Gatorade instead of like. There you go. The, see, I'm learning these things. We won't hit no damn fruit punch. It's, it's one step at a time. Like I made you the, won't lemon lime. Let me get that yellow Gatorade. Please. I made the mistake one time of saying I like Starry instead of Sprite. I thought I was going to lose my whole invite, <laughs> and now now this is where we are. Uh, we'll bring the funk funk uh, for you all morning. I'm going to. Keep making everybody uncomfortable with that. That's what's happening. Uh, it's Love Fridays. It's a Fitz and Harry takeover of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Series XM, Channel 80. Uh, obviously, we've talked a lot about the Lakers because I feel like that's a you know, company-wide obligation. I'm just going to say this straight out. I think if there was any other logo on the chest of the Lakers, we wouldn't even be talking about them this way. They wouldn't even be relevant in the conversation because, at best, they're a mediocre basketball team. Oh, I disagree. Team. And we, they are and a I, mediocre and I basketball team. because of LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I mean... That's why I disagree. Nah. Now, if you take, a, you take LeBron off that team, I don't think we talk about him at all. I mean, I understand we would have to talk a little bit about LeBron, but it wouldn't be this. Like, we are trying... I asked Tim Bontemps yesterday on our show, uh, you know, why we're talking about the Lakers so much, and Tim actually agreed with me, because yesterday on first take, all I simply said was that I don't think the Lakers are getting out of the first round of the playoffs. Why? This isn't some rocket science. I'm not anti-Lakers. I don't have a conspiracy theory. I I love the Lakers being good. It's good for ratings. But the fact is, like, Denver's a better basketball team. Memphis is a better basketball team. Phoenix is a better basketball team. Golden State's a better basketball team. The Clippers have beat them 11 times in a row. You don't have to be anti-Lakers. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You you said the Warriors are a better basketball team, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I tried to tell you that on first take yesterday. Well, and you see, told but, me the best team in California was the Lakers. No, you no, thought I, said, I forgot. No, so you no, thought no, I forgot. I, I mean, I you said thought the most, I forgot. I said the most dangerous. Like, I would, you know, the most dangerous team. Like, theater. Okay, okay, it's okay. okay. Theater. I got to uh, make sure. I got to make sure. <laughs> As soon as I, you knew I was coming with it. You knew I was coming. <laughs> oh, man. He, he called me out on it yesterday on first day. He just called, what did Leg said? I said it was nuanced. Leg said, no, nah, you're hedging your bets. Uh, but here's the thing. Like, the fact is the Lakers are not a well-constructed roster. The Lakers don't have enough depth anywhere that they need to have depth. And they have all they have is the one argument nobody can topple, which is, well, if LeBron and AD go out and play great, they can't be beat. Okay, cool. Like, and if I grow 12 inches tonight, I might be able to dunk on an eight-foot hoop tomorrow. Like, if if was a fifth, uh, we'd all be drunk. But, but what's more logical? If my aunt had grapefruits, she'd be my uncle. I can keep going all day long. <laughs> True story. <laughs> but I, I, I would say this about the Lakers, right? When I look at this team, when you know a LeBron James is going to be healthy, in which, you know, I'm not going to sit up here and say he's 100% healthy. He missed some games for his foot. Right, and I I know what that foot sprain is like. I had that when I played in the NFL, so I I know what it's like to deal with Anthony Davis. If he can consistently be out there for this team, though, and play at a high level along with LeBron, they have a chance. They have a chance, and especially in the first round, when you see they could potentially be matched up with the Memphis Grizzlies. Like when I see Memphis, and at times this year I see Memphis go through shooting lulls, right when they can't hit shots from the perimeter. And if you get a Memphis team that's like that consistently in the playoffs, then, yes, you do have a chance. If you get a Denver Nuggets team, let's just say hypothetically they get the eight seed. We look at, we look at the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets right now, what, a 6-9 and nine in the last 15 games, right? They haven't been playing their best basketball. 
So, yes, I would take my chances, and I can't get out of my mind 2019-2020 season, the year that the, that the Lakers did win a championship, when AD and Jokic was matched up with one another, and AD got the best of Jokic at that point. Now I understand this three or four years later, but still, I can't get that out of my mind because those two were matched up in a big moment in the Western Conference Finals, and Anthony Davis outshined Jokic at the time. You look at the Sacramento Kings, we talk about their youth. Well, we know they're not playing no damn defense. So if you don't play defense in the playoffs, you're just not going to outscore everybody, especially no, when you gonna, talk about a LeBron-led team. They're just going to outrun their old asses. That's what they're going to they're <laughs> run over like, The, the league's going to be like holding on to their shorts about a third of the way through, like huffing and puffing like me when I just look at a gym. But here's the thing, though. Am I betting a ton of money that the Lakers are going to make a deep run? No. Is it possible? Potentially, yes. It is possible. Here's, here's how little, by the way, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, it's a Fitz and Harry takeover of Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Here's how little I think the NBA is scared of the Lakers. Think about this. You said it a minute ago. Kevin Durant played more than 40 minutes last night. That's rare. In a Suns win over the Nuggets, that won't really change much for the Suns in the standings, right? They're the four seed. We know that at this point. What does that mean? That means, typically, by the way, they've done everything throughout the course of, of the you know, KD's run in general. But it means that the Suns are likely to rest everybody tonight against the Lakers. So when the Suns could keep their, their absolute stars in, they could have load-managed last night, and they, they could have preserved something in the tank for last night and gone into this with the Lakers in the seventh seed tied with the Pelicans, they could have actually they could have tried to put their, their foots on the throats of the Lakers and killed their season and made their entire process tougher. Instead, the Suns were like, nah, we'll play against the Nuggets and take tomorrow night off. Nobody's well, scared well, because of the Lakers. I, I don't think you know, Monty Williams and company thought Mike Malone was going to put a rabbit out of his ass and not play as starters. Yeah, but at, at like, some point— You know, because of the thinking, because Kevin Durant even said he was shocked that the guys wasn't out there. But at some point during the game, you can be like, hey, I mean, the, the, the Bucks have done it all year. Uh, right now, Giannis Antetokounmpo is averaging 31.1 minutes per game. It's uh, three minutes less than— Joel Embiid is averaging. Why? Because the Bucs made a conscious decision coming into this year that they were going to keep some gas in the tank for Giannis. You're right. They want to keep him fresh. Last night, the the Suns could have done a little about – they could have held a little bit back for the Lakers. Instead, they pressed the turbo button until they ran out of turbo, and they're like, (laughs) yeah, we'll just take this game off against the Lakers. It doesn't matter. If the NBA, if the Suns were scared of the Lakers making the playoffs – they would find a way, in my mind, to keep enough in the tank to be able to play their guys tonight. They're not now because they don't. Oh, they're no. not when, when you have arguably the greatest scorer to ever play the game at the size that he is and the way he makes everyone better, you, you're not scared of anybody. When you have Kevin Durant on your basketball team, I don't care if it's LeBron, I don't care if it's De- – you're not scared of anyone when you have Kevin Durant on your roster. That's that's your mindset, and it trickles down throughout the entire organization yeah. or spreads throughout the entire organization. You're right about that. Let's get a quick call in here. Bobby in Atlanta calling. Bobby, thanks for calling the show, man. What you got for us? I just want to let you know that you need to listen to what Kevin Durant said. He needed some four-quarter minutes with his boys. That's the reason why they stayed out there so long. Plus, they wanted to win. But you're talking about the Lakers because the Lakers – have stars, and uh, stars don't only bright, shine bright when they are ascending, they shine when they're descending as well. So it's the same reason you're going to be talking about Tiger when it comes to golf. Ain't snowball's chance in hell Tiger's going to win the Masters, but you're going to talk about it. Am I right? Uh, yeah, and I think it's absolutely asinine that we talk about Tiger that much. It's, it's the job of uh, golf to make new stars. 
Like at some point, you can't if you're only banking on the stars that are descending, you got a problem with your sport. You got to have ascending stars too. So golf has got to find a way to create and manufacture the next tiger, which is why they're doing these behind the scenes series and anything to give us a sense of personality. They need to have new stars. You're right that we talk about the Lakers because they have stars, but uh, you know, other than if LeBron, if and when LeBron decides he doesn't want to play in the NBA, the NBA will still continue to have great stars. There are other stars that are every bit as marketable as LeBron James. It, it, so we're not beholden to just talk about the Lakers. Talk about the Lakers because the name on their chest. If AD was still in New Orleans, we wouldn't be talking about AD at all. We've shown that. Uh, we'll keep taking your calls, uh, by the way. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Love everybody chiming in on the show. And, and we'll keep you updated on more Lakers stuff because we work for ESPN. That's what we do. Uh, coming up, what's the ceiling and floor for the last two Super Bowl losers? For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. As we storm toward the NFL Draft. So you ready for the draft? Let's get started. It's time to look at every team's ceiling. Like the ceiling can Every team's floor. This is Ceiling and Floor. The ceiling is the roof. On Fitz and Harry. It's Keyshawn, Jay, Jay Will and Max on ESPN Radio. ESPN 2. But it's a Fitz and Harry takeover. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. You can check out Fitz and Harry Monday through Friday, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern. Love Fridays. Harry, I know we have to get to football here. I got to tell you, I got a hurtful tweet. All right. I get a lot of tweets. A lot of oh, tweets yeah. after yesterday. This one, Jordan tweeted, said, first time seeing at Jason Fitz. I guess he isn't a fat, bald guy after all. <laughs> I sound like a fat, hey, bald yo. guy. I sound like a fat, bald guy? <laughs> I don't know how to process that. Like, I feel, Jordan, you hurt my but feelings. Tell him about your entire life. Oh, yeah. Up. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I was a fat kid to play the violin, uh, Jordan, growing See, up. See, so. so he's not totally and, off. And by the way, uh, January 12th, I signed up for Orange Fitness. Body fat's down 20%. Yeah, baby. By, the, by this summer, I'm not going to wear, like, uh, Orange Series got Wait, me going. You just slow no, down. No, like, I'm not, going to what? I'm not wearing a shirt. Oh, I'm not wearing a shirt. I may not wear, I might, it might just be Speedo Saturdays for me. Like, just Speedo Saturdays your all lep- over. Your leopard Speedos. Walking uh, down the beach and your leopards. Not, not the walking beach. Walking down the beach and your leopards. No, the stop and shop. I'm stop and shop oh, Speedo, Lord. man. That's going to be my plan. Uh, Fitz and Harry, I don't know what the hell I'm doing at this point. Uh, the, so we do something on our show that you just heard mentioned as we came.
statement. It's the ceiling and the floor, and we like to do it for a couple of teams every single day. It's our way of getting ready for the NFL draft. You can check out every single pick of the NFL draft on ESPN Radio. Of course, Candy and Carlin will be hanging out with everybody on radio, a huge crew of people that will get you through all the picks. Also, Harry and I will be hanging out as a huge crew on the digital side. So if you're watching in the ESPN app, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, all those places, uh, we've got all the picks from the first two days covered for you there with a big group uh, that we'll be a part of. So uh, all the draft coverage you could possibly need. And uh, we're going to have you guys, uh, the, the guys behind the scenes, will decide uh, who, who, which team we're going to first. Harry, you ready for this? Let's do this. All right. Who are we pulling up first, boys? The Cincinnati Bengals. Ooh. All right. So the ceiling and the floor, the best and the worst. So the ceiling for me is Super Bowl, right? And I think the worst for me is a wild card. I think the worst for me is a wild card for this team because I do believe in that division. Um, I think the Browns are going to be better than a lot of people expect them to be. Uh, you look at a guy, you know, Deshaun Watson had to, you know, get a lot of rust off him. But when you look at Joe Burrow and this team, right, and I think the thing that surprised me the most is when they acquired Orlando Brown Jr. to go along with the rest of the guys that they brought in last season on the offensive line, Ted Karras, Alex Kappa, uh, Lyle Collins, they're really making it a point of emphasis that they want to protect their franchise quarterback, Joe Burrow, who's going to be the highest-paid quarterback in the National Football League at some point. Now, when you look at them defensively, their secondary is going to be revamped, right? It's the reason why I think two years ago or last year, maybe the year before last, they drafted, you know, DB Dax Hill, right, out of Michigan. That's why they brought him over. Uh, You look at Von Bell, Jesse Bates, those guys are gone now. You also – Look at the rest of their secondary, uh, Cam Britt. They were able to get him some burn last season. So I think that's going to be the point of emphasis when you look at their secondary. How are those guys going to be able to play? Because Eli Apple uh, is a free agent as well, along with Trey Flowers. So that's the biggest thing for me. What is their secondary going to look like moving forward? But I got high hopes for this team because of the quarterback position in Joe Burrow. I don't believe in the Browns. I don't believe in the Steelers. I don't believe in the rest of their division. So I think the floor for this team is a division championship. Mm. I think the ceiling is a Super Bowl championship. And I think there's a little bit of pressure starting to build because, to your point, they did lose guys like Jesse Bates that I think are phenomenal players, deserve every penny they get. They're going to have to figure out how to pay a lot of guys over the next few years. I don't, that's a glorious luxury for every team. I think Cincinnati is, is right now in that window of opportunity. So, you know, obviously when you've got teams like Buffalo and Kansas City also in your conference, it's not as simple as go out there and win a Super Bowl. I think we need a little context to that. But I do think that at some point when you look at the weapons, when you look at the offensive line, when you look at their ability to score, when you look at their ability to get after the passer, uh, they have everything you need to be a Super Bowl team. I think the Bengals could and should be in the Super Bowl conversation, not just to get there, but to win it. The floor for me is still they, they are the best team well, in the division. Well, you heard Joe Burrow. He said as long as he's the quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals, the Super Bowl window is always open. Yeah, I don't. But you don't, don't believe in the Browns? No, I don't believe in Browns. Man, I, I, I want to believe I th- in the Browns. I think the Browns going to be better this season. I, I want to believe in the Browns, but it, it, this is I know this is lazy to a lot of people, but I don't think Deshaun looked great last year. He needs to knock the rust off. Also, the Browns just have found a reason every year to not put it together. So I'm just sort of in that cautious, like, I've always dated crazy girls and the Browns feel like a crazy girl. That's where I am with that. Like, I just feel like, you know, the, the Browns. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? Too, too much. Okay, that's too much. All right, all right, fine. Let's go to the next team on our list. The Philadelphia Eagles. For me, it's going to be Super Bowl for them as well. And also a wild card because their division is going to be tough, right? But a lot of people are down on the Eagles. And when I say down... You know, because they lost a Javon Hargrave. You know, they're not going to – they lost a, a C.J. Gardner-Johnson. But what they didn't lose was the baseline of their team. 
They got Jason Kelsey coming back. You talk about Darius Slade, James Bradbury in the secondary. Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, they do have Josh Sweat. They have Hassan Reddick still. So this football team is still going to be afloat on top of having your quarterback and your wide receivers and your tight end, your offensive line. So don't be surprised if you see the Philadelphia Eagles back in the Super Bowl again this season. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the ceiling is the Super Bowl. The floor is a wild card because I do believe – like, I, this is a, a weird thing to say, but we've heard all of the, the Cowboys should get Bijan Robinson. If somehow the Cowboys get Bijan Robinson, it changes the whole way I see this division. Bijan's that good. Uh, the Eagles, if the Eagles somehow get Bijan Robinson, same thing. Like, I yeah. believe that much in that player. I think the Eagles are, are well positioned. Uh, I believe in their coaching. I believe in their offensive weapons. I believe in their quarterback. Uh, so I know they lost a lot of pieces, but in a division where I, I like the Cowboys, I have no idea what Washington's doing at the quarterback position, and I don't know if the Giants were a flash in the pan that overpaid for mediocrity. I could see that being a little bit of the debate there. So I think the the, the road to a Super Bowl is much easier for Philly than it is for the Bengals because yes. a team like the Bengals, again, has to go through several great teams. The NFC is not as uh, anywhere near that level to me this but, year. But here, the, only, the biggest questions surrounding the Eagles football team this season will be that they lost both coordinators. Right. Right. They'll have both, both their point. coordinators. And how are the new guys going to be in their new roles? Right. I don't think it'll be a major drop off, uh, but we shall see. That's why you play the game. And, you know, when guys are thrust in certain roles, I want to see how they're going to be able to perform on a coaching level defensively and offensively. Especially when you factor in the fact that even the greatest coach of all time screws up coordinators sometimes. I mean, we could be honest about Belichick. You talking Absolutely. about Bill Belichick? I mean, we're talking about like no. sometimes smart guys do dumb things, right? And so, <laughs> uh, you know, it's always a, it's an interesting moment in development for any coach that's going through that. Uh, Rick and Dayton wants to chime in on the show. I want to get him in here quick. Rick, what do you got for us? Thanks for hanging on, buddy. What's up, what's up brother? Well, well first, I got to back you up on the Browns. Thank you. I'm going to be 69 years old, like in a couple months, and I've nice. watched them for at least 60 years. And they're, they've never had a franchise quarterback. The closest thing to it was Bernie and Otto Graham. Nobody knows who that is. That's in the 40s and 50s, man. But anyhow, my question is, what's the best day of the week? I called a couple months ago about it, asking everybody. And I just want to get you guys' opinion because I'm taking a personal survey on it. Okay. All right. Uh, Harry, what you got? It's the best day of the week. For me, it's Friday, baby. Love Friday. Today is Friday. Love Friday. I'm going to have me a nice little sip or two of tequila later on when I get down to Orlando, Florida, because I got to do the XFL game down in Orlando, Orlando versus the Arlington Rilling Gate. So Friday for me. Okay. You and I both work seven days a week right now because of our schedules. But I, I would say this. Like, you know what you're doing right now? You're sitting at work on a Friday. You know what you're not doing for most people on Saturday? Sitting at work. You don't have to wait to have that's that That's not glass our life, bro. Like, that's not no, our life. Most people like, that's not Saturdays, our life, like, Look, We're working seven days a week right now. That's you know not what, our You life. know what's better than, than Saturday morning cartoons as a kid? Waking up as an adult that doesn't have kids. I can just wake up on Saturday morning and be like, you know what? I'll take a shot and an edible right now, and I can just have that on Saturday. I can't do that on a Friday morning. Like, I don't, I don't have that option, right? So Saturday is a far better week. I can just hang back and put my feet up. I, I have a feeling this is going to fire but we, people up. But in the fall, we work on Saturdays. So what are you talking about? That's fair. Sunday's a better day of the week. Now I'm suddenly rethinking all of it. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. You guys can keep chiming in. Uh, coming up as we get closer to the draft, there's one question that needs to be answered about the top quarterbacks that nobody's asked yet. We'll do it next. It's Fitz and Harry taking over Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. When you watch Anthony, like, he's just different. I know, just trying to showcase my own talent. You know, I can't be consistent and accurate, so uh, I just try to showcase that a bit. And you know, just showcase my own strength because everybody knows about that as well. So just trying to do those things. What, what are you... What are these moves often, over here? Often, baby, often, it's Fitz and Harry, really. It's Keyshawn often, J. Willemax on ESPN Radio. Often, presented by Progressive often, Insurance. Often, if you're watching us right now on ESPN2, Harry was just giving you all the... What, what, what was that, a swim? It's Love Fridays. We're, we're, like, we're trying to create a mood here, and now <laughs> I've learned that Harry, like, I don't know. Like, music, music is like everything to me, man, like... I wake up to music, go to bed to music. Like, I, I, I just love music, and I love all genres. Um, it, it's just music Music is, is a vibe. Well, it's a vibe. on Fridays, we're trying to put together a vibe for sure. It's, uh, it's, it's love Fridays. Do it then as you will. If you're just getting up in the morning, and you're like, oh, I need some sports talk, but I also need some <laughs> hibbity-dibbity. We're here to help. That's what just we're here to do. Just roll over, ladies and gentlemen. Just, just roll just over. Roll over. Just, <laughs> just roll over. Oh, roll over at your own wrist, though. I mean, yeah. As we've said earlier, like pop a breath mint or something first. Like yeah. you know, maybe a whole pack of breath mints. Will that do it? Like, don't, don't be breathing in your partner's face with that dragon. What if you like? What if you got a couple of breath mints under the tongue and one on top of the tongue, like just an early morning quick breath minty? Can we can we do it that way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, you know, as soon as you get done, however long you take, you know, go in there and brush your teeth. Okay, okay. Go some mouthwash, gargle. Okay, I could have done without sound effect. <laughs> what was I, that? <laughs> Gargle, spit okay. it out, get on back in the bed. Okay, hey, yo! yo. Hey, yo! Hey, yo! <laughs> Just when I thought I would never be more uncomfortable. Uh, all right, I'm uncomfortable with the concept of some of these quarterbacks coming out in the NFL draft, and you know that. Boy, that was a segue. I'm proud of myself. Uh, but when it comes down to these quarterbacks, there's an interesting stat that Stats and Info found for us that uh, I wasn't aware of. And uh, 45 quarterbacks have drafted in the first round in the last 15 years. All right, 45. 21 were between 2008 and 2015. 24 from 16 to 22. So kind of an even split here. What's interesting is that when you look at the percentage of starts for week one from 2008 to 2015, 62% of the quarterbacks started week one. When you go 16 to 22, that number dips to 29%. Start thinking about what a difference that makes. All right. And then when you talk about the percentage that started every game, you're talking over the last six years, you're talking about Carson Wentz, Kyler Murray, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, like, those are the four names that, that make up that entire list. So when you think about starting, it is an interesting question for this year's draft because 
I think, Harry, it's pretty easy to see that there are two guys in Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud that maybe will start. There are two guys in Anthony Richardson and Will Levis that I'm not sure you can put anywhere near the field in the beginning. Yeah, when you look at Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud and Fitch, we know both of those guys very well because we work very strongly in college football, right? And um, being on the road and watching those guys play throughout the college football season, you see the intangibles. You see the the – I'll say the, 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 the assertiveness, you, you see the improvision, you also see the arm strength, the arm talent, you see how smart those guys are at the line of scrimmage and deciphering coverages and delivering the football in tight windows, right, and just doing uh, uh, miraculous things on a football field. So I think when you look at C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, those guys are ready to play right now in the National Football League. And I won't say, because I do believe being a young quarterback, you still got to have, you know, you know, great coaching. But I think when you look at the other two, you know, Anthony Richardson and also Will Levis, those guys are going to have to be coached up, right, from from the jump, from, from the start of everything. And if you're looking at the draft, you look at Carolina, Carolina's a perfect place, I think, for either one of these quarterbacks because of the infrastructure that they have, right? You talk about the head coach that they have in Frank Wright, who played the quarterback position in the National Football League. He understands it. You look at Jim Caldwell, who who's an advisor uh, offensively for them as well uh, for the Carolina Panthers. You also look at, you know, Josh McCown, who who's going to be a head coach in this league. Thomas Brown, who's going to be a, a head coach sometime soon, who was drafted with me in 2008 with the Falcons. The infrastructure is there, right? Also the surrounding pieces. Now, when you look at number four and you got the Indianapolis Colts, Whoever they take in that spot, let's just say C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are gone within the first two picks, right? Whether it's Will Levis, whether it's Anthony Richardson that they take uh, right there, the Colts. When I look at Shane Steichen and him being with Justin Herbert early on in his career, also being with Jalen Hurts, uh, an an ascending Jalen Hurts last year, in which he made a jump where he was in MVP talks. You also look at the offensive coordinator, Jim Bob Cooter. I know you love that Jim name. Jim Bob Cooter. Jim Bob Cooter, who was with Trevor Lawrence and his growth last year with Doug Peterson. I think you can also say whoever goes to the Colts, they're going to be in great hands because of the young quarterbacks that they have dealt with the last two, two or three seasons. I think when you look at, at C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, it's very simple. If Bryce Young had a typical frame, he would be a generational, oh, my God, you have to take this guy quarterback. He, he doesn't. If, if a team is comfortable enough to draft him despite that frame, and I think they should be, then he plays right away. That's simple. I think C.J. Stroud has shown not only that he has every tool that you need, but he also has the understanding. He makes great tight window throws. We know that with Ohio State. I think he's going to throw a lot of picks early on in his career because some of those tight window throws are, are not as open as you think they are against NFL corners. But, but what I love about him, though, is like the ball placement. Yeah. His ball placement. So – you know, a corner may think he's about to have a pick six, but he throws the ball to his outside shoulder. Not a receiver can go and run after the catch. Or, you know, first game of the year against Notre Dame, he's deciphering cover zero, which, you know, the, the secondary guys have no safety help, and he hits it for a touchdown and a big touchdown that they needed in that game. C.J. Stroud can make every single throw on the football field and his ball placement. You know, you look down the field to Marvin Harrison Jr. last year, there's times the ball placement, the DB might be in perfect position, but the ball placement from C.J. Stroud from the quarterback position made it an easy catch for Marvin Harrison Jr. and company and the rest of those guys. I think it's just a little adjustment. Like, I agree with you because I think C.J. is going to be great. And like Peyton Manning had a small adjustment his his rookie year. The other two are tougher for me because Anthony Richardson's only started 13 games. So what he really needs is reps. 
Will Levis makes, I mean, just flat-out stupid throws. I, I, I've, I've been yelling about this for how long. Like, go back and look at the Vandy game, thrown into triple coverage over and over again. I've asked every one of our experts, and they're like, well, the weapons, the system, the injury, I don't care. He makes stupid decisions sometimes. So you're going to have to coach that out of him. At, at some point, what's hard about Anthony Richardson and Will Levis is I don't think either of them should see the field right away, but also I'm not sure either of them get what they need corrected by sitting on the bench. So there's like a yeah. fine line. They're going to have to play to get the reps that they need. You know, we, we could show these Anthony Richardson highlights all day of him running the football. There's never a doubt about that. The question is the rest of it, and that's what's going to be interesting. All right, so uh, we'll keep breaking down everything that you need to know about quarterbacks. Again, you can hear every single pick on ESPN Radio uh, throughout the course of the draft. Kenny and Carlin will be hosting that, and then Harry and I will be hosting on the digital side uh, on ESPN app, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all those places uh, with a great group. Coming up, is this the 76ers' last chance to win a title? We'll answer that next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the Fitz and Harry Takeover. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.